episode number 108. Welcome to the Getting Unstuck podcast, where you'll laugh, empathize, and learn how to turn your stuck spots into sources for energy and positive change. And now your host, the creator of the Stuck Method, Shira Taylor-Gura. for joining me today. Well, today you are in for a treat. On this episode, I am not only interviewing a recent graduate of the Stuck Coaching Certification Program, but I'm interviewing my personal coach. The truth of the matter is, I have a lot of coaches in my life. I have a business coach, a marketing coach, a book coach, a few very good friends who I also consider coaches in many ways, and I have Netta Cohen, who I consider my life coach. Netta came into my life about two years ago when she moved with her husband and her two young kids from North Carolina to my tiny community in northern Israel. She actually lived here for about a year before we really connected for the first time. And the reason we connected is because I had heard that she led a food cleanse workshop in our community at one point, and I wasn't able to attend. And actually what happened was some community members approached me to lead another food cleanse because I had led them in the past. And I thought, why not approach Netta, both to welcome her and include her in the community but also because perhaps she was more of an expert or had more experience than I did. And it was from that experience that our relationship began. She ended up assisting one of my Getting Unstuck and Living Deliberately retreats. I've been a participant in her cleanses and workshops. We attended a Qigong weekend retreat together. And most recently, she went through my stuck coaching program. I was recently thinking about this book called Pirkei Avot, which is translated into English as Ethics of the Fathers, which is a compilation of ethical teachings from the Jewish tradition that were passed down beginning from Moses. There are so many beautiful teachings in there, including showing kindness to others, striving for greatness, respecting God, seeking peace, being humble, being careful with your speech, not seeking rewards, giving people the benefit of the doubt, patience, and so much more. But one of the phrases in that book really speaks to me when I think of Netta. The sentence is, Make for yourself a teacher. This is basically a teaching that encourages everyone in their lives to have at least one person in their life that they consider their teacher. The person referred to in this teaching is not necessarily one's rabbi or person that they would turn to for final authority. Rather, it refers to the person you make into one of your teachers. It is someone from whom you can learn, not necessarily because they are literally teaching you something, 
but because you can simply learn by being in their presence. How to dress, how to speak, how to interact with others, and how to simply be. I have never had this kind of person in my life before, other than my parents, though as a child, I don't even think I appreciated them in that way. So this is the first time I feel like I'm really having that kind of teacher in my life, and I'm filled with gratitude on a daily basis that Netta not only landed in my life, but landed down the street from me. I hope from this interview you are able to glean even just a glimpse of how incredible and how special this woman is. So two more quick things before we begin. One, it's the end of the month, so I will be announcing the winner of the consideration cards at the end of this episode. And two, I just want to give you a quick formal bio from Netta. So Netta is a retired mental health program director who now uses powerful intuitive processes to coach clients into clarity of mind, body, and purpose. She lives, as I mentioned, in northern Israel, just down the street from me, and we actually recorded this interview in her beautiful home. If you listen closely, you may hear some beautiful chimes and other noises in the background. I purposefully didn't edit them out so that I could keep this interview as real and authentic as possible. So here we go. So hello, Netta. I'm so thrilled and honored to be interviewing you today. I would love to start out, if you can share with the listeners, what, what are you doing in your life today? What, what kind of work? What's your business? What keeps you occupied? Sure. Well, I'll start at the the end first. What keeps me occupied is twins, (laughs) a marriage, a large extended family still setting in roots in Israel, um, and my family back home. Um, But really, but business-wise, what I really feel I'm doing primarily now is I'm a context coach. So a lot of people look at the details in their life as the content. They're not really happy with them, or they want different details and content. And I just zoom out. I really zoom out big and look at the context and coach the context. If we can shift the context, then everything inside shifts. So I'm sort of zoom out. I'm a context coach. I'm also a breakthrough trainer. I design trainings to have people break through whatever boxes they've gotten accustomed to. And, uh, you know, in my spare time, I'm also an intuitive. So I stay busy. I like to do a lot of things. Okay, so Netta, I know what you mean by being uh, a context coach. I know what you mean because you are my coach and you have helped me um, zoom out of my life and help me recognize the context that I'm living in. And that has helped me tremendously to get unstuck in my life, like tremendously. But I don't know if all of my listeners have a clue to what you are talking about when you say that you are a context coach. So can you share with my listeners a little bit about what that is? Sure. So the context is the big picture. It's almost like a frame around a picture or the generalized big picture scene. So, you know, like if I were painting a picture of an Amazon jungle, I would have beautiful lush green leaves and maybe monkeys and flowers, and I would feel like maybe a little hot and humid when I'm even looking at the picture. And what would be really not in that picture would be a cactus. 
<laughs> that would be really weird. So when I work with people, I listen to the details of what's showing up in their life. How much is in their bank account? Maybe they have financial stress or their health or their relationship or where their job is. Whatever they feel stuck on is like, I can see that as part of the picture of their life. So, you know, that's why I like when people win the lottery sometimes before you know it, they're broke again because they didn't shift their context. They shifted the content and it didn't really last. So when people tell me the content, the details of their life or where they're stuck, it helps me see the bigger picture of their context. And through the stuck method, by working on the content, let's say I'm stuck on my health and I'm not eating well or in a good frame of mind or I'm not exercising or not having fun with my body, basically. This may come from a context of a lack of self-love. So if they see in the you uncover step that they they don't feel like they're enough or they don't love themselves, you know, they should be perfect or something. Some of these normal human beliefs that a lot of people carry. That if they see that and can really look at it and question it, then they have that opportunity in the consideration phase to shift, to shift that belief from um, you know, I'm a horrible, bad, and wrong person. <laughs> you know, I'm just horrible. I'm total failure because I'm upset about this thing. To, you know, I'm enough. I'm enough for now. I'm enough for today, right? If they shift that context, then they not only shift it for that one particular stuck spot. I think all our stuck spots are neuro network together. And so you have one little stuck spot and it connects with all these other ones. And so if you, if you heal, handle, look at and make a new choice in one stuck area and one stuck spot, it really impacts so many other areas of life, other areas of stuckness that you didn't know that limiting belief was actually showing up not only in your food choices, but it was showing up in your client choices. It was showing up in your relationship choices. It was showing up in your choice of a home. It was showing up everywhere. And so we have this micro look at a moment in time and a disempowering belief that when that shifts through using the stuck method, when that shifts, then it's like, ching, 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 ching. It's like hitting the jackpot in Vegas. Like all the coins come out of the machine. It's incredible because, oh my God, if I really am okay, I'm going to get rid of the clothes that are too big and have holes. And if I really am okay, then I really deserve a beautiful, loving relationship. And enough with this person, really. Like, I am enough. And so I just, when I work with people in their homes, sometimes their diet changes. If I work with nutrition, then they clean out their closet. You know, so everything is so interconnected. We are not... You know, we don't have these completely sealed off rooms. It's we are a whole home and every room affects all the other rooms. And you get unstuck in one place and really allow yourself to see the disempowering belief. And you may notice if you're open, you may notice that it's all over the place. And if you change it in one place, how cool to create freedom for yourself in so many other arenas just by looking profoundly at one area. It's really very efficient. 
And so the real value in zooming in is that it will tell you the content, will tell you the context. Mm -hmm. Because just changing the content doesn't really, it's like rearranging furniture on the Titanic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's still going down because Mm -hmm. the big picture is not going to withstand the challenges of life. Mm -hmm. So, but what's really great is if you zoom in and if you really look at the content, Mm -hmm. you zoom in with the stuck method, then the the shift, the considerations Mm -hmm. and how you can see your belief and how you're basically shifting your contact. So in the C is the consideration step is where you are shifting your context Mm -hmm. because you are shifting from I'm not enough to I'm enough for what I need today. And so I am enough. Mm -hmm. And so I shifted the bigger context through looking at the detail. Yeah. Yeah, and then the other thing is, you know, like before a cleanse, I work with groups, I facilitate groups, and they do like cleansing and detoxing. But the week before, I have them clean out their closet and clean their car mm. and start lightening up everything. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. if you're going to lighten up your food and lighten up your body, mm-hmm. then you could uh, do some trial runs in your closet and your mm-hmm. and get a feel for it of what's coming. So I'd say a lot of times if I'm working with someone on a on a body cleansing or detox, before or after, they're likely to clean their closet out too. And then mm. their car gets to looking better too. They mm-hmm. just start taking better care of things. Mm-hmm. So everything's like just really connected. Mm-hmm. You... You enhance one area, and it it affects so many areas. Mm -hmm. If you have a limiting belief that you are not enough, then you may overeat, or you may overwork, or you may overthink or overfeel. There's a lot of actions that come from that belief. And if through using the stuck method, you can really start to handle that belief and Mm. make a change in that, Mm. then it will impact your eating, your exercising, your, you know, your work life, your relationships. If you have more energy because you're not overeating, it it just impacts everything. So it's, um, you know, is it like a domino effect? Or to me, it's more like a Rubik's cube. When you turn one turn, if you turn something, Mm. it changes all the sides. You know, you, you click something and like, you know, all the sides of that thing change. Right. So that one thing affects really everything. Yeah. And if you handle that one thing, yeah. then everything benefits yeah. from that change. Yeah. Yeah. So some of the people who are coming into my stuck certification program have some coaching experience and some of them don't. Some of them are teachers or even therapists, but they're not trained as coaches. But you have coaching experience, and I would love to hear a little bit about what that experience was. What have you done in the past with coaching? Sure. So one thing is sort of like I'm as old as dirt. It's really kind of ancient, (laughs) and I like that. So I have 40 years experience in coaching. So I was a coach before, you know, there was this thing called coaching, My first paid coaching experience uh, was when I was 17 years old. I went to college early at 15, and I graduated at 17. And in my last year um, of getting my first degree, I was um, offered a job as a peer counselor for other students. So they said, hey, you're doing so well. Wow, why don't you help other people? And so that was my first paid coaching job, and that was 40 years ago. (laughs) So between then and now... 
Um, I became a social worker, worked clinically, and also um, moved on to mental health program directing. And so I was a qualified mental health professional, social worker. I also did lots of uh, transformational trainings, experiential trainings, and I led leadership teams um, over three-month programs of leadership with big projects and all kinds of really cool stuff. So I have 40 years of just really helping people you know, be their absolute biggest and best selves. So I would love to know, if you had 40 years experience with coaching and you're a social worker and you've been running all of these programs, why were you interested to go through the Stuck Certification Program? And at the same time, I'd love to know what value it may have had beyond all of the experience that you have already had. Sure. So first of all, being a wise woman, when you see something good, you want to have it. (laughs) And I was noticing that when I was working with clients and they were stuck, I would think or say out loud to them, have you learned the stuck method? And most of the time they would say no. And I was like, oh. It would be so helpful because <laughs> it's really fast and efficient and easy and it's really a great system. And so, you know, I thought, wow, okay, well, I keep wanting them to learn. So I might as well, you know, get myself ready to teach people that method. Um, so that's the, the first practical reason. Another reason for myself is just balance because I'm a big zoom out person to the bigger picture and the context. I think we all get to have a lot of balance in our lives. And with the stuck method, you actually do the opposite. You really zoom in to one moment in time. And so it creates a really macro to the you know micro kind of experience to, to have both. And in that balancing of this one moment in time and how that impacts possibly a large context in your life, to have both sides of that polarity is really powerful because when we have both sides and then we actually can sort of uplift our understanding to encompass both. And I think that's where the magic is. So you have finished your certification program. Yes. And now you are starting to bring the tool uh, to your clients. Do you have any experiences that you can share with us? Yes. So a lot of my clients are actually coaches themselves. So I'm a coach of coaches and or trainers uh, or healers. They're already doing in their life what they really love, a lot of them. And sometimes their vision is what they, their life purpose is, is sort of bigger than who they see themselves as being right now. So they really want to sort of expand themselves into, you know, their purpose, their larger purpose. And so um, I've noticed with with the, my population, with the people I really like to work with, they already have done a lot of awareness work and they've already, they know themselves fairly well and they know they get stuck and they try a bunch of other tools to get out. And so what I've noticed is I will ask them what they've already done about this. And then I sort of overlay the stuck method onto their process and I see which step did they possibly skip over or miss or not do at all. So um, just a few days ago, I was working with a healer here in Israel who has a very busy full practice. She's amazing. And she was stuck, not on her work or other people, but she helps people with their health in part. 
and yet she was really stuck on her own health and how she was looking at her own body and her own nutrition and nourishment and things like that. And um, so we got, we got to work on it. And I asked her what she'd already done. And she did the stop. She did the S. She did the T. She did the tell. And she did the U. She uncovered her beliefs. She was halfway there and still stuck because S-T-U is stew. <laughs> and so if you only stop and tell and uncover, you could just sit there forever and stew around in those beliefs, you know? So what was great is like that that part B of the uncovering is to really like question it. And she had done a little bit of that. She was like, I know it's not true, but I still think it. I still believe it. You know, it's like this thing comes up all the time. And so, um, so when we really did that uncover step more thoroughly, and then where she was not going was she was not giving herself the openness of considerations. So if you see that that belief is not really true and you're just holding it, which she was there about half the time or more, then what's possible after that is that opening our thoughts, you know, opening our mind creatively with our imagination and to consider what else might be possible, a new consideration. And so where she realized that she had these old not working limiting beliefs and programs running that were not serving her, she knew that part. But she didn't have, like, a new program. She didn't have something to, if she saw that, she didn't have, like, a replacement part, you know? And so working with her with considerations and imagination and just openness was really powerful. And I could offer a few considerations to sort of get her going, and then she could do more. And some she bought them, and some she didn't buy them. (laughs) And that was okay. You know, you don't have to buy everything that somebody's selling. Um, But it was really great because um, it's just a broadening of the mind, you know? It's really a broadening of the mind. And so you can hear yourself become creative, and that opens up, like, the doors to new thoughts and new actions and new feelings. And so that consideration step is imperative. You you can't get out without that, you know? And then um, the K... I'm okay, and it's okay. This self-acceptance, I think, is a really big deal for helper, you know, people in the helping profession in general, therapists, social workers, coaches, facilitators and trainers, like all the, and just everybody in the world, you know, at this point, we're all so self-help oriented that we think we should be beyond this by now. Like, oh, I can't believe that old thing, that same thing. Why can't I get rid of that? Or why am I not beyond that? Or like, I'm still getting stuck, you know? And it's like, I know better you know? And so, like, I think so many people just have such this, this expectation of perfection or something like, if they did all the work, then they shouldn't get mad or they shouldn't get stuck. There's just such a judgment on the process or maybe even the time it took. You know, I I work with a lot of busy people and you know, like, I need something that I can get myself out of this hole in like 10 minutes or less. You know? <laughs> and so, you know, they're busy, but, you know, we're worth our own time. We're worth the time to really take a look and to really expand our awareness through the consideration phase and then to really just be okay that, you know, we're all in it together. We're all human. As far everyone I work with is still very human. And so, like, that self-love and acceptance is really important. So she had just got to the stew, and she was stewing. And so I just helped her with the C and the K. 
and it's and it's very common that just there's a step that's missing omitted or a step that needs to be lengthened or deepened and so that's uh, that's just from a couple of days ago Thank you for that example. And I'm curious, I kind of asked it before, but I'm, I'm still kind of, I want to pull it out of you. How is it having this tool now in your toolbox and being certified in this method, how is it, how does it make your coaching more, more efficient or more effective? Yeah, I think efficiency is a really big thing. You know, it's a busy world and, um, you know, a lot of coaching is not free, and so people want to get to it. They want to get to it and get out of it and move on. And so I think it's just so clear and concise as an overlay. You know, in, in my case, like that example, was just it was like an overlay of a pattern. And so um, I just think it's like if you're making a dress and you have the, the pattern for the dress and you lay it over the fabric and you can cut it out and there's piece by piece. If you're missing any piece you're not going to wear that dress, <laughs> you know? And so I just think it's a wonderful, simple, concise pattern that really enhances self-awareness and also is just like a complete package. So efficiency, clarity, connection, and expansion, it's all there in those five steps. Mm-hmm. You know, we've generated neural networks around our stuckness. You know, our stuck spots are actually like our defense mechanisms that were generated in the past just to protect us. They were doing their job. Yeah. Now they've outlived their usefulness, and yeah. now they're really not helping at all. Yeah. So yeah. it's really good to just look at them, really stop, tell, uncover, really look at them. And sometimes, you know, if people are judging themselves or their beliefs, you know, those disempowering beliefs, I'll just say, but look, that actually served you at some point. You needed that. You needed that. So we don't have to judge them so harshly. Like they're all so horrible and terrible and wrong. Just keep them locked up in the, you know, in the closet somewhere. You know, let's be a closet shaman. Go in the dark. (laughs) Shine a light in your closet. See how messy it is and pull out some stuff. You know, and so it's like when you are willing to look at the sort of the dark spots and your disempowering beliefs, the beliefs that probably served you at some point or you wouldn't have them we are intelligent beings we generated these beliefs for a really good reason and they served us and thank you thank you for your service and you may leave and i have a new companion i have a new empowering belief Uh, and those new empowering beliefs are like our considerations our new way of looking at something that's actually going to move us forward now for this phase of our lives so it's beautiful like your limiting beliefs they're gifts they're just gifts from the past that need to like flow on now you use them thank you and now something new Okay, so the last thing I would love to know about you, you are my coach, or you're one of my coaches, but you're probably my primary coach, and I have never asked you, who is your coach, (laughs) or who are your coaches? Yes, absolutely. So first of all, it is such an honor, such an honor to work with you. I do have coaches. I have the best coaches, and I, you know, I look at 
every professional athlete that's amazing, an Olympic athlete, they have great coaches. So I'll say the quality of the content, the results in your life and your experience of life is directly related to the quality of your coach. And so I have the best coaches in the world (laughs) and I love them and they love me and we just work together really beautifully. And, you know, I have a lot going on and I'm very excited about everything. I do a lot of things and I want to be able to like impact powerfully. So if I'm stuck, it's like, you know, I'm like, I've taken myself off the field, off my game and I don't want to stay on the bench long. So yeah, I absolutely have incredible coaches Um, and I sort of have coaches for different things and I also have a bit of a list of them because they're very busy also, and I might not reach the first one (laughs) when I need them. And so, um, yes, I have amazing coaches, yes. There's another component here in, in my work with people as a coach, as a trainer and facilitator, is that I see every client as an opportunity to not really just coach them, but I see that I magnetize them. I see their story and their stuckness is something that obviously I want to be aware of because I'm generating my experience as a coach. And sometimes I see some patterns that if I'm working with 15 people, if five or six people show up with the same issue that week, I know it's something I personally want to look at because there's really nothing but me and a mirror out there in the world. So my clients really are mirroring something for me and it's such a beautiful process to in the act of giving and creating clarity with them through this method or some of the other tools I might use, but the stuck method in particular, when I give through this method, I really am offering myself the opportunity as a coach to rise above my own limiting beliefs and patterns because although I may have experienced that same thing they're going through at some point, yesterday or five years ago, or maybe I haven't quite you know, gotten there yet. I know that there's a reason we're together and they are a mirror for me. And it's a beautiful reflection of how I get to expand my own awareness and my own understanding in the act of giving to someone else. And so, you know, it I don't know, it may not even sound exactly, you know, right or perfect or correct, but in that way, I become the coach that I need because that client is me. I'm connected to them and there's a reason, there's a divine purpose for our connection. And so when I'm open to rising above and having a broader perspective and hearing what they have to say and offering and hearing considerations, then I grow through that process too. So in a way, all my clients are coaches for me and, and I have amazing coaches. Thank you. That was an amazing answer, and I and it totally resonates with me that when I'm working with people, that they are also, in a way, being a coach to me. They're helping me see places in me where where I can grow. So that's amazing. Thank you for. I wasn't expecting that response, so that was very interesting and and very uh, very powerful. So it was wonderful to interview today. Thank you so much for the opportunity. And thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with my listeners. I, I really am so thrilled that we did this. 
I would like to share with the listeners how they can get in touch with you. Whatever information you share with me now, I'll put in the show notes so that it'll be one click away for people to reach you. But if you can let them know how they can reach you, where you are in the world, how you work with people, um, that would be great. Sure. So fast and easy is nettacohen.com, my website. And I'm on Facebook at Clear Body with Netta. And how do you work with people? Yes, yes. so I work with people one-on-one and also with groups. So personally, it's fine, like in person if you're in Israel, and we travel to the States, so possibly to work in person in the States if we're there. Um, But a lot of my work is done online with, you know, video sessions. So I like to see people, and uh, yeah, so video calling is great. We have all these great international free video, you know, setups now. So it's really easy to work with people all over the world. So, Netta, thank you so much again for being here and for agreeing to be interviewed on this podcast. Do you have any last words that you'd like to leave for the listeners? Sure. You know, I just think we're all still pretty human. And, you know, it's really very normal and natural part of being human to get stuck. It's not always fun. You know, it's usually not that fun (laughs) to be stuck. But you know what? If we give ourselves this tool, then we can give ourselves the way to get unstuck. And getting unstuck actually can be fun. I know the first couple of steps can be tricky. Maybe not 100% fun. But by that C step, we like start turning things around. And it can actually get really it can get really entertaining and easy and fun at that point. So, you know, as much as we know how to dig ourselves into a hole, it's actually great if we could figure out like 10 ways to get out of that hole. And I think that's like a little bit about the stuck method that give yourselves a tool, give yourself a tool, and then give yourself a break that you needed to use it. You know, we're all in it together. So I look forward to continuing getting unstuck with you. Thank you. Isn't she lovely? I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I would love to hear from you, either in the Getting Unstuck Facebook group or via email. And if you'd like to reach out to Netta, her information is below in the show notes. And now to announce the winner of the free deck of consideration cards for this month. And I'm excited to share that this month, the cards will be traveling very far, all the way to Australia. It goes to Sit Axel, who wrote, I love this podcast. When my mind is racing, Shira helps me put things into perspective with her brilliantly simple method and wonderfully articulated easy to relate to stories. Thank you for sharing your method with me. I'm an avid listener. So thank you so much, Seat Axel, for your heartfelt iTunes review. I really appreciate the time you took to share your words with me. Please do email me your address and we will ship out your deck of consideration cards right away. And for the rest of my listeners, remember that I'm gifting a free deck of cards each month and I'm posting lots of wonderful selfies of people around the world with their cards on Instagram at The Stuck Method. So if you'd like to be in the drawing for next month's giveaway, 
be sure to leave your iTunes review. Information on how to do that is also in the show notes below. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'll be back next week sharing with you a story from my book, Getting Unstuck, which if you are a new listener, you may not know that my book was the winner of the 2017 International Book Award Contest in Self-Help. I haven't shared a story from my book in quite a while, and I look forward to sharing one with you next week. Wishing you a great rest of your day, and as always, I look forward to getting unstuck with you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Getting Unstuck podcast. For more information on programs, workshops, and retreats, check out our website, www.shiragura.com.